Let's get back to the action on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. Welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante. I'm with Ross Tucker. And it's time for Ask Ross. This is where we take your questions for Ross. And then the best question wins the KSN Polo. If you want to submit a question for Ross, really easy. Just download our app, Keystone Sports, and you'll see the Ask Ross button. All right, Ross, you ready to roll with the questions? Who else can they ask questions of? Dustin? Uh, T. Frank. Who gets more questions, me or T. Frank? Oh, you get more questions, Ross. Good, good, okay. good. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> you are the guy. And you guys, if you want to keep Ross as the winner, send in your questions for Ross so, so he keeps the lead. All right, Ross. Let's get. And you know what? You also get more food questions, Ross. So there, there's that also. Speaking of which, let's start with Mike from Lawrenceville, New Jersey. Mike says, hey, Ross. I am definitely with you on the great KSN pizza topping debate. Sausage makes it all taste better. Can't argue with Mike on that. My question is this. Did Penn State's historic success come more from recruiting or coaching? Historic success meaning when? Well, since I'm an old guy, Ross, we're going all the way. We're going back to the Paterno era, so... So basically, Penn State was a dominant program. I think was it fair to say, Jim, seventy-eight to ninety-four? I go back to sixty-eight, sixty-nine when they had back-to-back undefeated seasons. Ross, they also had another undefeated season in seventy-three. So I think we could go back to the late sixties. Got it. Um. It's always a combination of both, obviously, but I don't remember them. I don't remember them getting a ton of top five recruiting classes, Jim. Do you? It didn't seem like Penn State used to get all that much hype, but they also didn't like rank recruiting classes and all that stuff as much back then either. No, and I think there's something to be said for the style of play that they had under Joe Paterno way back when, it wasn't that elite quarterback, you know. Remember them winning a national championship with, you know, John Schaefer as their quarterback as opposed to a Heisman Trophy winner. And stories like Shane Conlon where Penn State was his only offer. So I think a lot of it has to, obviously you need to have some talent, but I put a lot on the coaching, at least historically. Yeah, I would agree with that. Now, I've said this before, and this, I don't know if this gets people upset or whatever, but they should have had that much success, Jim. I mean, starting, you know, think about Maryland and everything in the Northeast of Maryland. You know, Penn State was by far the best program. So they had 14, 15 states. Maryland, state of Maryland. I mean, Rutgers was terrible. So the state of New Jersey, state of New York. I mean, Syracuse was decent. State of Massachusetts, Boston College was decent. But really, 
there's like a 15-state region where Penn State was the only really big-time program. And so, I don't know. I, I, I've often made the argument that maybe they should have even had more success given that. You think that's fair or unfair? I, I do think that's fair. For a while, they were the program, the team for all of the uh, Northeast. Also, for those who might send in and correct me on, they didn't always have all the talent. I will say, though, that 94 team, and specifically the offense, was probably as talented a group as there has been in college football history. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that, that off. I mean, they all went to the NFL like first or second round. It was absolutely crazy. So I think about- that, that group was a lot of recruiting. But, you know, Hardings was not a heavily recruited kid. Rivera was not a heavily recruited kid. It's not like every college out there wanted Kerry Collins. You know what I mean? So um, I think, I think, they, uh, I think they, they did a good job identifying and developing. I think that was the year. Three top ten players in the draft. Three of the top ten. All from that offense. That's a pretty good team, Ross. All right, let's move on. Um, let's go to Jeremy in Lebanon who says, A lot of highly re- regarded quarterbacks never pan out, Ross. I think there is so much more to being a good quarterback than just their physical tools. What do you look for in scouting a high school quarterback beyond their physical attributes? Well, that's the problem, is that when you're scouting a high school quarterback, all we have is really the physical tools when you're watching a highlight video. But that is not nearly enough for someone to have success at the next level Because so much of that position is preparation, it's understanding, um, it's leadership, and you can't get any of those things from a highlight video, which makes it very difficult to evaluate that position. Heck, there's still some issues with that when they're going to the NFL. It's It's still a hard position to evaluate in the NFL because of the intangibles and everything that goes into having success at that position. So what I would say is more than any other position, you really got to watch them for a full game in person. You really got to talk to their teammates, their coaches to get a feel for how much football they know, how much they love football, how quickly they process information, what kind of human being they are, what kind of leader. I mean, there's just a whole lot that goes into it. One of the things, and I don't know how well you could scout this, but I'll go back to a couple of my favorite Penn State quarterbacks. I'll mention Michael Robinson and Trace McSorley. And I just felt like their ability to make a play when you absolutely need it, you know, that third down play, I just had confidence those two guys would find a way, more or less despite their physical skills, more so than because of them. And I'm not sure how you rate that. And both of those guys just had guts 
in spades. I mean, they just, it felt like they could will their teams to win. And, you know, there's some quarterbacks that you feel like they do that. And other quarterbacks that you, you just kind of don't. And I think that that is, um, I think that that's, that therein lies the rub, right? Is you don't really know. Because in high school, it looks like they can all do it. In college, even, it looks like they can all do it, or a lot of them can do it. But then you get to the point in the NFL, and, you know, it, it's, the, uh, it's the funneling. Uh, it's the funnel, like any other position, I guess. But, yes, absolutely, some guys have a better chance, that have, have a better, stronger tendency, which is why I do think wins are a quarterback stat. I don't think it's a perfect quarterback stat, but none of them are. Completion percentage, what about drops? You know what I mean? Or yards, what about you throw a five-yard out and the guy makes three guys miss? Like, none of the stats are perfect. I think um, I think winning is a quarterback stat because that's ultimately the goal. And didn't Trace McSorley win, like, three state championships in high school? The guy's yes, the winner. Yes, good point. All right, let's go to David in Lancaster who says, do you think the amount of money in NIL related to recruiting is sustainable? The hit rate for most programs is low, so I don't see how boosters will continue to throw as much money at it when recruits consistently don't pan out. I've heard this uh, a number of times regarding NIL. And ultimately, I think it's sustainable. Mm. You know, these are the same people that pay millions of dollars to fire a coach. Millions of dollars to fire a coach. And so if they're willing to pay millions of dollars to fire a coach, I think they'll be willing to pay a lot of money to try to get the next good player. And they'll know that they're not always going to hit, but it's just kind of the cost of doing business. You know, they're not really doing it for a return on investment in the first place. So that, look, there might be guys that decide, nah, you know, I, I spent a lot of money on this kid. He didn't pan out. I'm not doing it anymore. But I think there's going to be more of them that are just the type of people that they want to see their team do well. They're going to spend the money to try to help their team do well. I think there'll be differences in programs. Texas A&M, has, they have guys with enough screw you money that they'll, I think they'll keep giving money no matter what. I wonder about, apparently the rumor is that Tennessee has put out millions of dollars for a quarterback. If he doesn't pan out, I wonder if they'll keep doing that. Uh, yeah, $8 million for a junior in high school. Yeah, I'm not sure they'll continue doing that if the kid doesn't pan out. Let's sneak one more in. Steve from Columbia, PA says, I love cheeseburgers, pizza, wings, and beer. I think that he's sucking up, Ross. He says, do you? <laughs> and he says, how do you think the offensive line will do this season? I'm concerned. Yeah, you know, I am a little bit as well. Um, I think the tackles and center are pretty good and that they're going to step up. I think, look, K 
Caden Wallace is in the Rashid Walker category now for me, where it's like, if he doesn't do it this year, I don't know that he's ever gonna. Uh, you know, Juice Scruggs was probably their best offensive lineman last year, so I expect him to play pretty well at center. And, you know, I like what I saw from Fashanu in the bowl game. And I think Fashanu has a chance to be pretty good. The questions I have relate to the guards. Now, Hunter Norzad, according to everybody I've talked to in the Ivy League, is supposed to be better than Eric Wilson. So I like the idea of him being in there. And then um, also, I think Tangwall will be okay. Very good, Ross. That's it for quarter number three. Stick around. Quarter number four, Andrew P. Shea is back and will name our winner. Stick around for that. This is Jen from Collegiate Athletic Travel. We've been offering travel to the biggest Penn State games for over 50 years. This fall, we continue that tradition in partnership with Keystone Sports Network with a trip to the Penn State Auburn game. Join us for charter flight, staying at the team hotel, transportation to and from the game, and even a great tailgate party at the stadium are included. For more information, go to athletictravel.com or call 1-800-788-4414. See you there. What defines the special spirit of Penn State? Why Penn State by author Greg Woodman looks to Happy Valley in the 1980s for answers. Featuring rare photos, original essays, and exclusive interviews with Coach Paterno, this beautiful 256-page full-color hardback edition explores the why behind We Are. It's chicken soup for the Nittany Lions' soul and makes the perfect gift for any Penn Stater in your life, including you. Order today at whypennstate.com.